Support for this show comes from Atlassian. Atlassian software like Jira, Confluence and Loom help power global collaboration for all teams so they can accomplish everything that's impossible alone. Because individually, we're great, but together, we're so much better. Learn how to unleash the potential of your team at Atlassian.com. That's A-T-L-A-S-S-I-A-N.com. Atlassian. Um, and wouldn't you know it, we have a call and one second. Hey, this is the Orange Black Insider. Who's this? Hey, this is Fatal Content, man. Miami Bingo. How you doing? <laughs> What's going on, brother? John, for you may not know, but Fatal Content, uh, was a guy that, uh, loyal Bengal fan and a guy that listened to our, another podcast I was on religiously called in and was always an active listener. So I'm glad you have migrated to our show, my friend. How have you been? Oh man, I've been good. It was an easy migration. I Well, good to have you back. Good to hear from you. Been a long, been a little while here. Uh, before we get to your question or comment, um, what uh, we're going to ask you the question of the night, um, and I don't know if you were here when we asked it. Basically, it's kind of who would have been the best in the what could have been linebacker, and we asked uh, if Spikes, Takeo Spikes, had stayed uh, from 2003 on, if Odell Thurman kept his nose clean and stayed with the Bengals for a while. Or Vontez Perfect, if he had stayed away from injury and suspension issues, who who do you think would have been the most ba- the productive Bengal linebacker, bar none? Oh, that's a good question. I think I have to say Odell Thurman mm. Yeah, and uh, that's yeah. What what could have been with that guy? Jeez. Well, what's uh, what's on your mind tonight? What can we answer for you? Just a couple of things to keep it short, man. I, I, I think the team, uh, like we always say, uh, it, it, to me, what they do now doesn't really matter in terms of honestly in the grand scheme of things. I think the playoffs is what's really the answer with these guys. We've seen this before, uh, but I, I will give them the credit that they're, they're turning corners. They're, they're answering questions. I mean, Andy Dalton. Um, under pressure this weekend where he could have folded and, and folded the tent, so to say. He, he came back and made some throws in the grass, scrambled out of the pocket, showed a lot of toughness, as he has all year. Um, also, we were slaying demons. We're, we're having a lot of comebacks on the primetime thing. I think we're, we're finally starting to quiet that down. Now this uh, Kansas City game would be huge. But um, I think they're, they're starting to play some demons up until the playoffs. I think they're, they're at least proving themselves to now, but... Uh, to me, uh, the playoffs is matters. Well, yeah, absolutely. And like I said, these are two huge, huge weeks coming up here um, against the Steelers and Chiefs, respectively. And two big games, two big litmus tests for the Bengals to really prove kind of where they're at. And, you know, 
it's kind of like my co-host John said. At some point, you got to start winning these games in order to be real. I mean, even even the people that are ranking them high and all this kind of stuff. What, what's what's the asterisk asterisk they always give at this point right now? Well, you know, they can't win the big game. They can't win the big game. So, um, I think I think this team more than anything, aside from talent um, and, and showing some intestinal fortitude, I think they're showing, um, you know, that they they're not phased very easily. They're not, you know, they just, they can figure it out. They can come back and um, in a lot of different scenarios and, and get a win. Your prediction for this week's game before we get you out of here, Fatal. from fatal good to hear from you again man uh hope those hope those boys from the u are treating you all right oh man that's great now i'll just be quick it was a great weekend i was going to say that because it was, it was a double comeback back-to-back -back days to me when it seemed bleak it was amazing it was a great <laughs> well that's a good weekend for you then yeah yeah awesome well good to hear from you call back anytime and uh hope you can join us uh weekly again fatal good to hear from you buddy all right man you guys done a great job have a good one all right thank you <laughs> who freaking dare that's uh fatal content um giving us a, a call on the on the orange or black insider line john uh you know he's he's been a long time listener so uh he said in the youtube chat that he wanted to call in and i hadn't heard from him for a long time so definitely wanted to hear from him um i, I want to get to some of these texts here again we had one yesterday john people are so um yeah, so, killed, man, Anthony's just living his life outside of the podcast. Man. Hey, living living the best life, bro. <laughs> um, well, to be honest, this this is from someone from Hawaii. So we had someone from Miami just calls in, and then we've got someone on the other side uh, from Hawaii. So you know, Hawaii is mellow. They're they're just they got a lot of time to think about stuff and hang out. <laughs> um, it's from uh, and by the way, I was in uh maui this summer so I, I love hawaii i'm a big big hawaii guy uh chi hude from hawaii and this is a good one i think for you specifically john uh can you talk about the impact alex van pelt has had on andy dalton um and there's a reason he says there's a reason why aaron Rodgers wasn't so happy to see him go in green bay aloha everybody's talking about andy dalton's uptick in play rightfully so everybody's talking about bill laser and how he's putting andy dalton in a position to succeed nobody is talking about alex van pelt and i think that is a gigantic get and a gigantic piece of the puzzle am i wrong about that john no i don't think so and you know i i kind of i don't golf at the fact that you know the greatest quarter the greatest throw of the football all time is upset about losing his quarterback coach when he's like 33 years old but i think there was some type of impact that you know Rogers had with with Van Pelt, and the 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 biggest thing with Dalton is this. I I saw him like on Twitter like Dalton's stats against the Blitz, um, his pass rating is like top two in the league, and that's impressive and all. But it's it, it that's not that's not anything new with with Dalton specifically. He's always been good at you know identifying blitzes pre snap, going to the hot reads hot reads quick, getting the ball out quickly, and that leads to deficiency. The problem with Dalton was dealing under, you know, when the pocket kind of collapses 
when you know it, it's not a blitz when it's like a four or three man rush and that comes to the testament of extending plays you know getting your feet reset after dodging rushes and that's something that rogers Aaron Rodgers to the Packers is so great at. And that's what makes him such a great player is that he's able to extend plays, going to his left, going to his right, kind of makes his offensive line look better because he's able to avoid a lot of those sacks that some quarterbacks don't. And that's the biggest improvement that we've seen from Dalton. And that could easily be attributed to Van Pelt's, you know, techniques of, you know, teaching him better techniques to face pressure, to face, you know, four or three man blitzes, you know, when they're trying to contain him and just making plays on his own because he's done a fantastic job this year compared to the first, you know, seven years of his career. And that very well could be a testament to Van Pelt. Great, great observation in terms of Dalton under pressure and, um, you know, what, what he's been able to do. I, I see a lot more accuracy on the run. I see mm -hmm. a lot more stuff, on, you know, rollouts and stuff like that. Uh, I, I don't think that's all Alex Van Pelt. I think that's obviously laser kind of playing to strengths and, and potentially weaknesses up front on the offensive line. But, um, you know, uh, he looks comfortable, yeah. Dalton does. And he looks, he looks I, I think, you know, we can look at um, Bill Lazor a lot for sure. But I think Alex Van Pelt is a guy that uh, definitely has had an impact. We've got one more call, uh, and then we're going we're gonna to get out of here. It's from our good buddy. It's from our good buddy, Terrell, right? Uh, Terrell, how are you, sir? How are you doing, man? Good. Good to hear from you again. What's on your mind? Oh, nice. Yeah, so by a lot of metrics, and I'll, I'll let John chime in here in just a second too, uh, by a lot of metrics, Jesse Bates is one of the top, to, if you like pro football focus, and they're, uh, they're scoring, he's one of the better rookies this year up there with like Derwin James and all kinds of guys. Um, I mean, I mean, this guy, he's playing like Earl Thomas, I think. I, I, I wasn't going to say so, like, he, he's playing like me now. And then I, I was at the game, Well, you you watch you were in person you were in person for a hell of a game there, Terrell. Hope you had a good time and uh, enjoyed the Bengals comeback win. We're we're gonna we're gonna get you off the air here and talk a little bit more about Jesse Bates. Appreciate you calling in as usual. Enjoy this Sunday, my friend. Oh, thank you too. All right, uh, that was good friend Terrell calling the show. Um, I, I wanted to ask you about that because uh, you're you're a bit more of a film guru than I am, John. Um, it's funny to me, 
you know, he mentions Earl Thomas and, and maybe even Eric Berry and stuff as, uh, you know, as early on what Jesse Bates has looked like. To me, it's been very, very quiet, but he's had a couple of interceptions. And I think part of it is because the Bengals have let up some points and big plays. Mm-hmm. Uh, I've seen some confusion a little bit back there, but I, I that's interesting that he noted that he saw him telling Dre where to go. I also saw guys go up late in the game. Uh, pre-snap to Vontez perfect to get confirmations on the read. And I'm talking secondary guys and other guys. I think two or three players at one time came up to perfect to make sure they had the right read, uh-huh. obviously noting perfect's football IQ and how he can diagnose plays. Your thoughts on Jesse Bates, your thoughts on perfect's value because of his football IQ. Yeah. And the Bates is, you know, his leadership qualities is football intangibles. It's, it, it's kind of like the un, the, the the unsung reason of why they were so confident with giving him George Iloka's spot. It wasn't just because, you know, he has more range and better ball skills than Iloka to handle a single high safety, you know, alignment, but also because, he, you know, it just at only 21 years old, he's actually turning 22 uh, when we were recording this. He's turning 22 in a couple hours. So at 21 years old, he came in immediately, um, apparently took the reins as one of the leaders in the secondary as one of the youngest players on the whole team. And it, just like Terrell said, he's getting guys in position and he's diagnosing plays immediately and he's making plays on the ball. And, you know, for the lack of success that they've had in terms of giving up a lot of plays in the passing game, Bates hasn't really been targeted that much. And that's because he's able to cover so much ground and he's able to take away, you know, deep crossing routes and he's able to cover a lot of ground in very minimal time. So not only has Bates, you know, produced on the number sheets, but he's also he's also produced with his brain and that's very important. And that's kind of why, you know, they decided to go with him over. I look at him when it comes to perfects, you know, I, I, it, it, it's not just the energy that we talked about, but it's also the fact that he can, he can minimize his lack of athleticism with the way that he can replays in an instant and make breaks on the ball. And if he had the athleticism, of Luke Keekley, he'd be right up there with Luke Keekley, but he doesn't, but because he has the intangibles and the read and react skills of an all pro player, that allows him to be in such in such great positions. That's why people kind of rally behind him, you know, to make sure they're they're in the right spot. You know, he's he's like the dad out there, basically. Even if he makes a few bonehead mistakes, but it was definitely notable at the, t- towards the end of the game. You know, Burfitt kind of kept everybody together. He kept that defense strong because they've only given up like ten points or yeah, all, all games. So they had a pretty good game. Now it's because Burfitt kind of gelled it all together, and they made some crucial plays in the run game and the pass game because of you know, him getting back into the swing of things. And it was, that was great to see all as well. Yeah. And uh, we talked about last week, how, you know, when Burfitt came back from a, a, an extended period to start the season before it was against the Steelers, he had a monster of a, a monster game against uh, the Steelers mm-hmm. and helped the Bengals get that win. Luckily now the Bengals, you know, Burfitt has a week to knock off the rust, kind of get used to things as we go into the game against Pittsburgh and he's not traveling. Um, you know, yeah. so he, 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 he should be primed for a, a pretty decent game. I, I think, and I would hope. Um, so yeah, good stuff from Bates, good stuff from um, Vontez. And uh, you know, I think interestingly enough, and uh, you can call it a coincidence or not a coincidence or not, but the Bengals defense was giving up 28 points a game going into Sunday um, kickoff for re- a punt return, notwithstanding, and all that stuff, they gave up ten points upon Vontez Perfect's return. 
against a team that was three and one. Yeah, maybe not the most prolific offense in the league, but uh, you know, it says something. It says something to his value, and we'll see if that trend continues going forward. Uh, we're going to get out of here, and I just want to give some final thoughts, and you can comment on this, John. Um, as you and I know, this is a, a labor of love. Um, we, we do this uh, for the site. We do this for the fans. It's not something that uh, – it's, it's not my day job. Uh, it's, it's, you know, something else that we do because we love the Bengals and we love the fans and the, and the readers. And, um, every once in a while you get some comments that, uh, really pep you up and, uh, really make you feel good about what you're doing. And that was tonight. Um, and I want to, I just want to throw this out there. Uh, D'Angelo Hankerson, uh, welcome to the jungle, which is a very long, uh, name, but a good one. <laughs> He writes, follow this podcast. This is the best podcast uh, in our live YouTube chat. And then he says, uh, they, uh, Carl Benson follows it up with, these, quote, cats do a good job. I like that. And he said, yeah, they do a great job, honestly. Uh, so uh, very, very much appreciated from you. And then, uh, John, you got uh, – Andrew Seiler calls it the favorite part of, of his week – and he follows it up with, John, you are my hero and father. I'm glad you are now a regular on here. I'm uh, assuming he's talking about you. Uh, so, uh, yeah, yeah uh, you are, you are, you're the Darth Vader. Uh, um, uh, but we appreciate the comments, guys, seriously. Um, we, we do this. Yeah, we do it for us, and we do it because we're fans, but we also do it for you. Um, that's why we love hearing from you on the text line and call line. Uh, sorry, we couldn't get to more tonight. We just ran out of time. But John, I just, I, in case you didn't see that in the YouTube chat, I wanted to share that with you. I thought that was very cool to hear from um, some of that, as well as getting some old faces back, like John from Kentucky and Fatal Content from from previous previous con, uh, podcasts that I've been on, um, having them follow. So um, I don't know. I just wanted to yeah, share that yeah. with you. Um, which I thought was very flat. I'm just grateful that these guys are willing to listen to 90 minutes of this podcast <laughs> because it's it's a long time and it's a lot of it's a lot of content. But you know we work hard doing it. And just 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 a quick note for me: um, whatever happens this on Sunday, be, be you know I, I told I, I asked for the team to be the bigger to be the bigger man in the comment section. Whether if you're on like Steelers SB Nation side, if you're on Twitter, just 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 be civil. All right, we we don't need to make this any worse and i have confidence that our listeners are are the good guys and they're not going right. to going to be the guys that rile people up but you know be, be a good example online interacting with student fans no matter what happens because we don't you know obviously want to escalate things to make any further we, we, we want to make this better we're going to make this rivalry better in the best way possible so you know it j j just be just be the bigger person don't incite the conflict be the be the be the person to, to resolve it. And that's, yeah. that's, all, that's all I can ask. Yeah. And we're not talking about getting up on our soapboxes um, uh, about, you know, Oh, high and mighty and holier than now. But I mean, there's also the, the facet of the people that go to the games, you know, there's always yeah. just going to be jerks that go to the games either way and, and all of that stuff. So just, you know, you don't want to be the guy on the, on the, on, Twitter feeds that's, you know, involved in some weird fight in the stands and all that kind of stuff. Just, you know, try and enjoy the game. I know there are people out there that are just jerks regardless. And especially when they get some beers in their system, it, it exacerbates it. But, you know, just try and be like, like John said, just try and try and enjoy 
this game. And this this has been an enjoyable season in general, a much yeah. a much more enjoyable season than the last two. So uh, enjoy the ride and uh, enjoy Sunday. And regardless of the outcome, there's still a lot of games left, including another one against Pittsburgh that, uh, you know, the, the Bengals could, could potentially, um, you know, potentially steal from the Steelers later on. Just real quick, again, Kevin Evans, my favorite podcast and Bengals show. Thanks so much. Uh, Mike, uh, Matthew Wayne Smith, John is all over, killing it. Yeah, you are all over, buddy. Um, Jason Von Stein, great show, guys. Always a pleasure listening. And Brandon Bachelor, great podcast. I've been listening for almost two years now. That stuff is very cool. We're not saying this on the air to, to pat our own backs. We're saying this because we appreciate it. And uh, we're just glad that you guys like, like, like John said, we're glad you like hearing us talk for an hour, hour and a half about the Bengals. And we like getting you involved. Again, this is the Orange and Black Insider Bengals podcast. You can get it on Stitcher, iTunes, YouTube, CincyJungle.com. You can also get it on the Google Play app. Uh, did I say iTunes? I think I think I said iTunes, but Art19 as well. Um, I, there's so many. I always forget if I, if I threw, <laughs> threw one in there or not. We're also on Twitter at BengalsOBI, so you can follow us on there and uh, get all the content that you need, news, updates, analysis, commentary, opinions on CincyJungle.com. John and I are contributors there. And a lot, a lot of stuff coming up, especially it being Steelers Week. Enjoy this Sunday coming up. Let's hope the Bengals come out with a win, 5-1 and going into maybe an undefeated Chiefs team um, in Kansas City on Sunday night. And um, it's been a fun season, man. It's been a fun season. Thanks, John. Let's keep it going. All right. Thanks, everybody. Hello, I'm Spencer Hall from SB Nation, and I want to tell you about my new show, It Seemed Smart. It Seems Smart is a show about people doing things that, for some reason or another, seem smart at the time. Those things might include doing a little cocaine and driving a bike up a mountain. Or, I don't know, maybe racing 100 miles per hour across the country in the middle of the night with no one's permission. Or even stealing a bat from an umpire's room in a Major League Baseball park. Check it out, and if you like it, tell a friend. I'm Spencer Hall. Don't do anything smart. Support for this show comes from HubSpot. More to-dos, less time, and an infinite number of tools to keep track of. Doing business has never felt harder. But you don't need a miracle to hit your goals. You just need HubSpot. Because their all-in-one customer platform can make growing your business infinitely easier. Imagine this. High-quality leads, fast-closing deals, wildly happy customers, and more benchmark-breaking quarters. It's not a miracle. It's HubSpot. Visit HubSpot.com to get started today.